Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Yo, yo, yo. We back. It's your boy, Young Gregory. Young Gregory. So, uh, it's been a lot of stuff going on. I'm eating on a gummy bear right now. But, uh, ain't nothing changed. Um, <laughs> the world is still the world. The world is still the world. <laughs> we, uh, people still out here catching Corona. Man, look, my mama had a scare. She had to get tested Sunday. Because... She had two patients that tested positive after her, um, they tested them after her shift was over. So they had to test, they called her and said, yeah, you came into contact with somebody, so we need to come here and, and get tested. So she got tested, and they gave her her results next morning. Thank God it was negative. Thank God. I was scared. But she was mad, man, because they, you know, they, they had people there they had travel nurses there strictly for COVID-19 so I think around the end of last month they let those people go they well they you know let them go to a different assignment to another hospital so now they have no COVID-19 nurses that work specifically with those patients that test positive so now they have to rotate nurses and of course, you know, as it is with our hospitals, they ain't got enough nurses. So even though these hospitals aren't taking as many patients as they used to, they still get a lot of spike in cases. They they getting they seeing a big increase in cases, and it's for stupid reasons too. But it's it's crazy, man. The, the, corona ain't went nowhere, y'all. So we out here protesting. We all up on each other. We marching. That's that's great. Solidarity is solidarity is is excellent. But still wear y'all mask, man. This stuff ain't going nowhere. You ain't don't die from this stuff, man. And you know black man. people are more likely to die from this because we have these pre existing conditions that are going undiagnosed. Yeah. Well your president made a real smart comment the other day when uh, they were talking about the cases going up. My guy said, well, let's just stop testing. Mm. I saw that. I made the same thing. They, <laughs> it'll get your cases down for sure. <laughs> <laughs> man, look. Man, I can't believe that man said that, man. That is that is amazing. That's the commander-in-chief, man. Man, look. That's my boss. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. His, his picture's on the wall. It works straight up. Look, I'm going to go and put this out here. My my our, my colleagues know I don't like to talk politics, but at this point I have I have to make a change in my stance on this. It it doesn't make any sense what he says on a daily basis. This man has the vocabulary of a twelve year old. Slick. I've I've never heard him say. Have y'all heard him say a word that's more than four syllables long? Three syllables. More than three. Have you heard him say a word 
more than three syllables long. That I meant something. Listen, I don't listen to them talk that much, to be honest with you. <laughs> I just don't. I, I don't get it, man. I mean, I hope that we show up to these polls, man, and vote. Man, we got four more years, bro. Man, look. We, we got to do something, bro. Like, and you know what? I'm going to say this. In, in in a way, I want him to get reelected because I want to see who he can what? blame. I, I'm going to say this because uh-oh, I want to see who. He, hold on. I want to see who he can blame stuff on if he if he gets another four years. Who could you possibly blame something on now? You got another four years. Well, uh, the previous administration. Brother, you are the previous administration. Did this man just say in a way he wants the man to get another four The years? reason why I say that, Maurice, <laughs> is because he keeps bringing up this stuff saying that, well, the Obama administration, they didn't do this. They left me with a mess. You didn't have four years to try to clean up whatever mess he made. So now you get another four years and you still want to blame the Obama administration if he gets another four years. This man just said he wants that wigger to get another four years. In a, in a comical way, Maurice. I'm not dead serious, but I just want to like, what other excuses can you make as being president if you still messing up? You can't blame nobody else if you still messing up another four years. Who else can you blame? That's that's my reason behind it. I don't, I don't want it to happen. I promise you I don't want it to happen. I would rather have my baby as president. I I bet you my baby would do a better job as president than Donald Trump. Like, yes, President uh, Clark, uh, what would you like to do? Oh, that's excellent. It's excellent, Mr. President. We we can get that done right away. We they can pass that legislation today. To read. <laughs> but I don't. I just I just had to say that. But. Yeah, the, the protests are still going on. Um, people are still out here dying from excessive police force, poor police training. Um, we were just talking off recording about the situation with the guy at Wendy's. I don't know. What's his name, Greg? Uh, Rayshard uh, Brooks, I think. I think his last name. Yeah, Rayshard Brooks. So I... Me personally, I cannot watch any more police killing people. I have not watched the video, but I have heard people talk about it. I've seen people post about it on social media. Some people are saying he didn't deserve didn't deserve to die. That's absolutely correct. Nobody should die in any type of police interaction, uh, especially if you do not. Uh, if you don't try to kill the police, you should not die yourself. Um, there, I, I believe that the police can use non-deadly ways or non-excessive ways to subdue a person. To put cuffs on them, whatever it may be. Uh, I've heard that, uh, that the guy kind of escalated the situation. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched the video. Greg, you said you watched it, right? Yeah, I watched it. Um, and like I said, I, I do agree with you. Like, I don't think anybody deserves to die in a, in a situation with a police officer unless they pull a gun on a police officer. And of course, the police officer defending himself. Like, it's the only thing that I 
Honestly, I think I, I agree with, with those statements. Cause, I mean, other than that, I feel like, you know, being a black man today is, is very scary. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, even situations where you comply and do what you're supposed to do, it's obvious that things still don't go your way. But at the same time, when you resist and kind of go against the grain, we can almost guarantee you the way it's about to go. So I just kind of feel like with, with Rashard, man, he was he was drunk. He fessed in the parking lot. First of all, you're already driving drunk anyway. That's your first your first mistake. And it, 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 I'm not trying to sit here and, and, and go back and forth, but he, he, he did that. They, they ran through a series of sobriety tests. He failed all those. They got his, they, they put him in handcuffs. As soon as they tried to lock him up, put him in handcuffs, that's when he is like he just he snapped, lost it. I know he hit one of the police officers in the face. They struggled for a while. He grabbed a taser and while he was running away, he turned around toward the police officer. On the tape, it looked like he tried to fire the taser. I couldn't tell if the taser actually got fired or not. And he kept running and they, they shot him. Again, I'm not sitting here saying that what happened to him was right, but at the same time, we have to do better and be smarter with certain situations and realize that, hey, it's a better chance of me fighting this, complying and doing things this way than it is the opposite direction. What do you, what do you say, Marie? I see you looking. They shot him where? In the back, I believe. All right, that's where I'm done. I don't yeah. want to talk black racism. I don't want to talk about white police officers. And mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to talk about right and wrong if you're going to be stupid. I mean that for my mama. I mean it for my grandmama, Trump. I mean that for the whoever the the mayor of the city I live in, the governors. I don't want to sit at no table and talk about it. Because the whole point of the fact of the matter is you just got through explaining enough. The man was drunk. He failed however many sobriety tests he failed, one is all is needed. If the man did grab the dog on taser gun, yeah, he, he hit the officer on the ground, yeah, uh-huh. But this man was running away. You know what running away means? Running you're, away not, you're not a threat. Face. I'm no longer threatening you right. or any other officer, including the one I just hit. And if I'm going to shoot at you, I might possibly, as a police officer, go for your leg so you can have your chance in court to go to jail for the rest of your life. But I I'm not going to go for your back. And you can't yeah. sit up here and tell Nobody can argue with me. That's my mama. That's the governor of Louisiana. That's, you know... Trump and, and everybody else, the, gov- the governor of Mississippi, name all the dictators you want to name. I'm not going to have a conversation with you, period, because it's going to get stupid when anybody tries to tell me that those people were justified and that those police officers didn't have enough training in the gun room when they were in the having target practice, that they didn't understand how to not go for that man's back. Right. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with like that. Like I said, anytime somebody's running away from a police officer, he's no longer a threat. And you're only supposed to pull your gun when, you're, when your life is threatened. And like I said, that, that's not the situation. I'm not debating it at all. Like, I agree with everything you said 100%. I just feel like what I'm saying is we just have to be smart. Like, it should have never gotten to the point of him running away. It should have never gotten to the point of him pulling the taser. It should have never gotten to this point. I understand what you're saying. Like, and yeah, it is wrong for them to shoot somebody as they're running away. But situations, you should have never let a situation got that far to where that is what 
could possibly happen. That's that's all I'm saying. Like I'm not. You're right, Greg. You're right, yeah. Greg. But everybody's not a functional drunk like like some people are. And and, and, I, and I have a problem so, understanding that too. Sometimes I'm like, they man, knew you the know man what? was not sober. They knew the man was acting right. outside of his mind. And you were, and, and I, I now this part I do agree with. Some people are functional drunks. We yeah. we, we know some. We're not gonna name them. But just, it's, not, like, hey. it's not. Um, it's not common for a person who's inebriated to act outside himself. Which is yeah. another reason why this man running away was not right. But if you're the person that is sober and you see a person that's not sober doing something out of character, oh my God, is this not common sense? Yeah. The man did not deserve to die. One thing leads to yeah. another. I right, talk to right. people all the time about how every action deserves an equal and opposite reaction. But if mm -hmm. that reaction is coming from a person who's inebriated, then the people who's sober and who have badges on them and who've been in target practice for years don't understand how to make the situation better or ease the situation. Or at least, let's shoot the man anywhere else but his back as a target. Some kind of way, we got to look at the end result and not at all the stuff in between. Amen. Some okay. kind of way, we just got to look at the end result and just okay. let be that. The man okay. didn't deserve to die. Yeah. I got my church finger up. I got a suggestion uh, where it could have resulted in no firearm being discharged. Um, they they got this man out of his car, right? So, so since that's the one part of it. Like I don't, I, I, from the videos I've seen, it all it already starts with them in the parking lot. I'm going through sobriety tests and all this stuff. I hadn't seen one that how it got to so, that point. Yeah. All right. So I don't know if the car that he was in was actually his or not. Um. Here's a thought. If he ran and you knew you probably weren't going to catch him on foot, uh, if you stuck around, maybe he would have came back for his car. Or... You would have had to. Or his, his name. They can run the plates and get your name, address, everything. Add, or you can just get his car towed. It ain't like he's going to run away and you're going to be able to find him. Exactly. <laughs> That's, that, like, get his car towed. He got, so, so, so what's my justification as a cop, Corey? I'm the Caucasian cop. Right. There's no to reason. Talk to you about how I shot this man in the back. I targeted his back, obviously, because I'm a police officer that knows how to shoot a gun in a certain place, in a certain way, and I know how to achieve shooting a particular target. You know something crazy about this? I'm going to tell you, this? Corey, I'm going to tell you that I'm justifying this. Well, why are you shooting in the back? I shot him in the back because, you know, I don't know how we're going to find him. Come on. What can they yeah. say? To protect their job. There's nothing that they can say. And, and this, <laughs> look, don't get it twisted, people. We are not saying that it was justifiable. No, it's I, not I, nowhere near justifiable. Uh, I understand that this that 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 man was drunk, you know. Uh, but what? But what? I want to know what up until that point when they was pulling out them handcuffs that triggered his mind. Like, hey, man, I need to, I need to fight. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that killing is justifiable. Um, but those police officers definitely could have done done without shooting him. Yeah, uh, they could have, like I suggested, you know, run his place, run his registration, or just tow his car because he got to come get his car. He got to work if he worked, if he had a job or something like that. He had to come get his vehicle. And you could have made it to the made it a point to where if he sent somebody else to come get his vehicle, and he could have they could have been like, no, we need the actual owner of this vehicle to come and pick it up. Are you Rayshard so and so? If you're not him, then you cannot pick up this vehicle. Sorry, yeah. this is this this vehicle is in police custody for an investigation. 
So yeah. if he wants it, he needs to come get it. Not his baby mama, girlfriend, uh, mama, sister, brother, cousin, uncle, daddy, whatever. So, yeah. it, you know, yeah, I, I, I do want to be clear. I'm, 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 I'm not in nowhere, like Sekou said, nowhere nearby saying that he deserves to die by now because nobody deserves to. But Maurice, it's a good point what you said too about. In my mind, I was like, why are these officers going to shoot these guys in the legs? If you do, if you feel the need to shoot, give them a chance to at least do it. And that's, that's my thought process. If you feel like you just have mm-hmm. to shoot. But then at the same time, it goes back to where everything else is going on. I really, truly, honestly believe that police officers are not getting the training they are supposed to be getting. It seems like, you know, hey, they've been all these years of shooting and it's practicing. It's, I don't think they train the way they're supposed to. You know what I'm saying? I, it, 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 I've like, never, it's not, not justifying, but I don't think they're getting the, the, the proper training. Huh? I've never had training before. Yeah. I've only paramilitary training, which is marching band, uh, symphonic band, concert band, that all my life. And yeah. out of my not ever having police training ever, not even been to police academy, I wasn't even in the Boy Scouts. None of that has happened in my mind where I thought at one time, you know what, if somebody's running away from me and I got a gun, I should probably go ahead and shoot them in the back. You know, unless they already took my mom out. Yeah. You've already, you've already killed somebody, so you probably had to come. No, none of that. None yeah. of this man was drunk, and he's yeah. running away. There's no way officer that I would think. I'm, trying, I'm talking about me. Put me in a uniform. I ain't even trained. I'm just out there willy-nilly. I'm a black man in a uniform. I ain't even trained. And somebody's running away from me. I can't sleep. I ain't gonna be able to sleep. I wouldn't be able to sleep knowing this guy was running away from me and now he's dead. And you know, the crazy thing is, running away from me, I'm like, ooh, I ain't gotta deal with that no more. Like, I think it's more of a side relief because you ain't gotta fight no more. But see, the thing about it though, Maurice, the way you were, what, I, the way you were raised, it triggers some of your mind for you to kind of learn as you go along. You know what I'm saying? And I do want everybody to understand the way you think, all three of us probably had similar upbringings, to be honest with you. We talk a lot. We, we have these conversations. I think we see things the same way. But because we see that everybody don't see them the same way. Like, I, remember I said, I made the comment on the podcast the other day. I feel like a lot of these police officers were probably people who were bullied when they was younger or whatever. Like, some people get this whole situation. It's a, it's a complex where they, they finally got this power. And I feel like they don't go to training a certain way. They don't get the training they're supposed to have because they're not breaking down who they are as people before they become police officers. That makes sense. Because, like, even with such situations, like, you are who you were before you started going through any type of training. Like, you had a certain mindset going into any training. But once you go through training, your mindset changes because now you know more about the situation. These guys, I think, are, are who they are as people, but they're not being trained properly. And not just out on the street. Like, half the police officers you see don't even understand the law, period. So that, that lets me know, like, you're not even getting the training you're supposed to be getting while you're going through this whole process. And, again, like, yeah, it, it, it makes logical sense that, you know, this guy's running away from me. Is I should never shoot this guy. It's logical because of how we see stuff. But if they were a different person beforehand and never got the proper training, they, they're only going to be who they are. And again, I'm not justifying anything, but we have to understand that everybody's different. People have different mental capacities, different mental issues that they deal with. And we can't base everything off of what, well, you know, in, in my mind, it's, it's this guy's a black guy. This is how I see it. Like, yeah, you see such a boy, but you had a different upbringing from anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Right. Are the, have the officers lost their jobs yet? Yes, they got, they got fired. So, Obviously, somebody and the and the police chief resigned. And the police the police chief resigned. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, but no, no, the police chief resigned because the officer got fired. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Well, yeah, he didn't he didn't like it 
But what I'm saying, saying like everybody, everybody has a different mental capacity or mental interpretation of how things are and what they should be. And yes, I want to believe that the way I'm thinking is like very logical, but that's to us. It's not what everybody sees. That's the whole situation with everything that's going on right now. Everybody is stuck right. in their own mindset. What does logic and common sense break up in? What's the difference, Corey? In, it, it breaks up in times of uh, of crisis and confrontation. It it, it, it breaks up when <laughs> when you're in a situation where you can't think. And and to kind of move off of that. I, I, and we know that um, a lot of the times that these things happen uh, during like really really dumb stops, like uh, I see your tail light is out, or I see the the light on your license plate don't work, or you didn't use a turn signal, or you didn't stop at a stop sign all the way. Like I feel like it's gonna get to a point where the state is going to have to hire like some type of third party where if a police officer calls in a stop, a traffic stop, traffic violation, whatever moving violation it is, before that police officer can even, and, and, and it should be two police officers there and two squad cars. And, and I'm going to get to a point that's going to make sense of all of this. It's going to kind of circle back. Where one police officer, one squad car should be in front of the car that they stop, and one squad car should be behind the car that they stop. And those two squad cars have to wait for a third party to get there so that they can conference with this third party and see, all right, is this a lawful stop? Does this stop make sense? Is this person agitated to the point to where they don't want to interact with the police because it's going to escalate the situation where the third party should go and talk to the person first that they stop and then go to the police officer like, look, this is not a lawful stop. Let this person go because this is going to go somewhere that you don't need it to go. And I say that to say this. If they do this, this is not only going to drop down the number of miscellaneous stops that police officers have or these nonsense stops that they make. Like, why is there, why is there any type of moving infraction because my taillight is out? What if I'm on the way to go get it fixed? What if it just went out while I was driving and I can't, I won't know until I stop somewhere? Why do I have to get a, a ticket for a taillight, a, a headlight being out? That's stupid to me. And I feel like if they do what the, the idea that I have, that it would drop down the number of stupid dumb stops that they have and stop these irrational arguments that police officers and people have. That's just a suggestion that I have. The, the thing is, is that nobody wants to talk about redemption because only people who are devout Christians are the ones who should be even thinking about redemption. And when I say devout, I mean people who are not faking it, people who are not just going to church every, every so often, People who really are living real lives, people who marry and not cheating on their spouse at all, not even through a computer, those folks. The, the redemption for those people is supposed to be that you're going to have a chance to get on the right foot and not come back to this bad point of your life again. So I don't have a problem with bad tail. Like, you're right. Tail light just went out. You don't even know it's out. 
my headlight, I already know, I'm sorry, officer, they give you a ticket. But once you get that taillight, redemption story in the court system is you go to court, show them that you bought the taillight, no more ticket. Yeah. You go to court, show them that your your tag light was, was I got, I'm sorry, Judge, Judge, I'm so sorry, I got the, the paperwork right here, I got my tag light, boom. All right, Mr. Mr. Bailey, go ahead, have a nice day. They throw it out. Right. But see, the redemption story is not happening on the, it's happening on the back end with the judge, but it's not happening on the front end with a police officer. And yeah. that's why we have protests. That's the reason why people are fed up, because we, three black men, have all been stopped probably more, I know more than probably 10 or 12 times a piece in our life when we got these stories about this. And this is the thing. Whatever, everybody wants to talk about what the black man was doing wrong. I don't care what it was that he did wrong. Right. If you are going to say we still live in a democracy, because if it's not a democracy no more, just go and say that. That's why I am. If it's not a democracy no more, great. You want to just go and tell me ain't democracy no more. Then I'm like, oh, okay. It's not a democracy no more. So now it's like we living in Russia with Stalin, like, like back when Stalin was running stuff. All right, so it's like a dictatorship. So y'all can just kill me at will. Okay, now I see. Okay, now I don't need to be protesting because it's not a democracy. But if you're going to tell me I live in America with a democracy and I'm proving I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go to court to be proven guilty of something before I can be tried for it, all this kind of stuff, then don't don't kill me. Don't shoot me in the back if I'm inebriated. Well, you know, you shot you shot the police officer twice with, with the doggone stun gun. You know what? Yeah, probably did. But if I'm running away from you, could I live to go see my daughters, please? Could I get sober one more time tonight just so I can hug my daughters tomorrow and then y'all can pick me up after my hugs? C can that happen? And, and see, that's the problem I got. Ain't nobody thinking about their family. Right. Why you police officer ain't thinking about your children? When you shot him in the back, you weren't thinking it was going to be a consequence that you was going to lose your job over this? You want to know why? In the middle why? of a Black Lives Matter movement? Go ahead, Corey. You don't know why? Because they cannot empathize with us. You cannot. They, like I said last week, other races cannot empathize with us. They just can't. They don't see it that way. Hate that it's like that, and you know, all this protesting is fine and dandy, um, but we we can make we can make all the changes that we can in this nation. Racism ain't going nowhere. People are still gonna see us the way that they want to see us. But what can change is the accountability. Uh, what can change is the punishment. Right now. There is not a law against lynching. And I say that to say this. Because lynching is a crime that only who commits? White people. When have you ever seen Mexicans going out to, to lynch somebody? When have you ever seen uh, Muslims going out to lynch somebody? When have you ever seen Africans going out to lynch somebody? Canadians. Whatever nationality or ethnicity that you are. When have you seen those other races, other than white people, going out to lynch somebody in in the his, in the entire history of this earth? Man, look, and I, I just had a talk. I just had a talk with one of my friends, who who is a a very wonderful person, 
who is a a youth director in the state of Louisiana that you know is, is thinking about just saying, you know what, I'm, I'm just gonna people don't want to change. I'm just gonna give up and go deal with people that do want to change. And and you know, as much as I wanted to disagree with with what she was saying, she basically was right because she is tired of dealing with people who have the conversation about changing, but they're not really changing, which supports your side of this argument, Corey, that people who, who are not of color, people who are, who are white in America cannot empathize, all right? But me and, and, my, and call it how I was raised, call it, because I was raised right there in Jackson, Mississippi, right where, y'all, right where y'all were, the heart of doggone racism. And growing up in the Queens when I was small, I had white friends. My mama never came up to me and told me, oh, you know, so watch it around a little time now. You know, he, I never had a, a reason to believe that why my white friends were any different from me. And they, and, and, and if they were faking, they were the, thank God they faked for me at five years old. Thank God. Because their faking is what kept me believing. And, and at that point, that I was the same as Timmy. That I didn't have my house right across the street from yours. My mama had a car, you had a car. Your dad, y'all had food in the refrigerator, I had food in our refrigerator. Only thing Timmy had that I didn't have was a treehouse in the back of his yard. And that's the reason why I was over there. Because I thought treehouses was the coolest thing to ever have, period. I so I would be over there and I'd be like, man, let's go straight to the treehouse, bro. That's what I would tell you. Me and Timmy played in that treehouse until we couldn't play no more. Why am I telling you that story? I'm telling you that story because I don't have a story that's going to make me believe in my mind that Timmy, if I saw him today, is not going to remember us playing. But somewhere along the line, Timmy Timmy might have been taught how to hate me. Timmy might have been told to not like my skin color. Timmy might have been told not to like brown people. But what do I want to say as I'm in Because Greg got to get a chance to talk. I want to say this. I disagree that people who are white can't empathize with us. I do not believe that empathy has a color or a race that it would refuse to answer to. I believe everybody can use empathy no matter what race or culture or background you come from. That is, if you want to. And see, that's why I think it is. You just don't want to change. And that's what the young lady was talking about earlier. She was saying, I'm giving up, Maurice, because they don't want to change. Now, when you got somebody that doesn't want to empathize, now we got a whole other different situation because you ain't trying to do what empathy says do. And empathy says, put yourself in my shoes. That means wear Corey's shoes for a day and and, and, and and be the successful black man with a beautiful son and, a, and, and the best wife on the planet. Be that person. Be in their shoes for a day. All right? I believe that people of different races can do it. They just don't want to do it. They're so stuck in the way that they were raised and so stuck in the way that granddaddy taught mama and so stuck in having that hatred fueling them for years and years all through middle school and high school that, that they, they, they can't look past what they are in order to put themselves in somebody else's shoes. But can somebody do it? Can some person do it? I believe some person, might not be many, it, it, it might not be a whole multitude of people, Corey, but I believe some person who's white can empathize. I believe some person who's, and let me say this, Greg, I'm sorry, I got to get this part out. No, I, gotta, go ahead, go ahead. I believe that Clark's future is bright. You know why I didn't want to believe it, believe, believe what my youth director, what, what the youth director and the other city from me was saying? Because I have what you call H-O-P-E. 
I, you know why I believe Clark's future is bright? Your son is not going to live in the day we living in. Because they, and when I say they, I mean Caucasian people, all right, are going to be way less of the population by the time Clark is older. Because one thing about this country is that this country has been accepting immigrants for years, but now the immigrants that have been here for all these years is process of elimination. Everybody is, is open enough to be with everybody. You have Caucasians that get with Latinos. You have, you have Caucasians that get with, with, um, with African-Americans. You have Latinos that get with Koreans or Korean-Americans. And so we're all mixing. So by the time Clark gets 20 years old and going to college, it's going to be a foolish notion to even say the word racism. Because most people are going to look like us. Most people are going to be brown then. And so everybody will have this, I guess you can say, in, in your version of a court, everybody will be able to empathize because the population of Caucasians would have lessened itself to the point where the way of thinking would just be stupid. It, it'll, be, it'll be like, it'll almost be like people are laughing at you because you think like this. I truly believe that. Go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. No, I mean, to be honest, like both of what y'all said, Y'all, y'all said some gems a lot about what Corey was talking about with empathy, like with Maurice too. Like I don't think empathy has a color, no. And I, like we talked about that last, I think it was last we were talking about they can't empathize. But like like Maurice was saying, like it is a sense of empathy where they don't want to. You know, I keep preaching that people don't come out of their own way to be able to understand with somebody else. So actually, what Maurice is saying is like you know they you just don't want to. And I, I think anybody is able to empathize, but like if you don't want to empathize, you're not willing to remove yourself from from your way of thinking to be able to understand something else. Then yeah, you you're not gonna be able to. I agree with that. So I, I agree with both of y'all with, with that sentiment about you know what I'm saying what you were saying. To go back even farther, when Maurice was talking about the whole redemption situation, like that is exactly what I think should happen. Like I've been in situations where y'all know I, I didn't got a lot of tickets in my day, but I had some too. That when you, if you go back and get this fixed then we'll, we'll pull the ticket, you know what I'm saying, which is the way, and, and I appreciate that, because, I mean, that's, that's really all it's about anyway, you know what I'm saying, just making sure of, of this being what it is. Right. Cole, what you were saying about two police cars and a third party, it's going to get to the point that it's kind of like, why even have police officers? Like, a police officer should be able to handle the situation by themselves, you know what I'm saying, without having to have a third party. But I understand what you're saying, too, though. But when we, when we talk about, you know, the whole thing about a taillight being out or a tag light being out, you you don't ramp on a car at night and you're like, man, why you had a signal light on? Like I almost ran, I almost ran the back of you because you I didn't know you was turning. Like it's a reason that they do that. It's, it's all for safety. But they even take those situations and make them bigger than what they are. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I get the point of what you're saying. Even okay, then go back forward, Maurice with the whole thing about Clark Future being bright. I do think Clark Future is gonna be bright. You know, I, I do feel like even though we're going through a time now. Honestly, even though things are not perfect and it's going to be a while before things are perfect, even if they never get to be perfect, to be honest, yeah, we are still better than what we were in the 60s, in the 40s. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not there yet, but there is growth on, on it, it, as, as generations move along. So even my reason, we're going to become a big melting pot, which I do see it as well, too, though. It's going to be a while where everybody is going to have some type of brown tint in them after a while. But even on top of that, the way... I feel like the way I want to perceive it, man, I want to believe that the, the world is moving. With Even with younger white kids now, because of what's going on now, I saw a white girl the other day on, on Instagram calling her parents out 
about how they were talking about black people not understanding the whole systematic racism about everything that was kind of going on. Mm-hmm. I even think that the younger generation of white kids are becoming more educated now to where they're beginning to understand things as well, too. So even the ones who, if white kids marry white kids, white, whites, they continue to get married. I still think they're the part of a generation where their mindsets are being able to change now and they're going to be able to break free from what their parents or who their parents were at one point. So you got the whole thing about the melting pot, but then you also have more young white people being educated too and being more showing empathy because they want to have the whole feeling. I saw that video you're talking about and up under that video uh, with that that white young lady who's like a teenager, they Mm -hmm. put on there, well, you know, y'all know one of her friends from school, but y'all know she got a, a black boyfriend. So what? So what? But, and, but it's being able to understand it too. But the way her parents were talking, it's like I, I was proud to hear her talk the way she was talking. Right. Because like, her daddy was like, I work in the ghetto. I see these people. And she was like, but do you not understand why they are the way they are? Like, do you not understand how all this came to be? Like, she was really educated. And they were, even went to that so far that her daddy said, these animals. She said, wait. <laughs> We had we had church right there for what? <laughs> but no, <laughs> but like he even got to a point where her daddy called black people animals, and she was like, "Wait, are you really sitting here calling a human being an animal?" Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, like it, I, I just think times are changing. I do think that these next generations coming up are going to benefit from this situation. I do think things will eventually get to a better spot, though. But yeah. y'all, make, y'all, y'all said some gems, though. Y'all, y'all, y'all yeah. preach. I mean, Amen. We can, we can hope for better days. I, I, I'm praying that it, that it will, and I agree with Maurice. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I have hope. I have hope, but at the same time, I have realism where I always keep the thought in the back of my mind that, you know, there's a possibility that things may not change, but I oh, always you, hope but- that things will. It's because you're black. The way I grew yeah. up, the way I grew up just makes me know that hey, there's always that slim chance that there yeah. might be a monkey wrench somewhere. But I, I, I hope that it does change. And I'm gonna do the best best that I can. Me and my wife are gonna do the best that we can to make our son understand. But um so what we're gonna do, we're gonna take a real quick pause for the cause and we're gonna get right back to it. All right, y'all, we back. Um, now, we we keep putting this off, y'all, but we we went too long on, on that first set. We, we went way too long. It was good dialogue, but we went way too long. So we have to table the the female vocalists. And I'm sorry, ladies. We, we going to get to y'all. I promise we are. We going to get to it next week. Uh, we already kind of went long. So we go talk about something that, that wasn't on the docket for us to discuss, but we want to do something to kind of close out the show. Uh, we all know Kyrie and um, and and Dwight Howard. And who was the other guy for the Lakers, man, that was saying, uh, 
Bradley, uh, Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley. They're saying that they don't want to play because they feel like starting the season back up is going to take the focus off of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, a, a lot of people disagree with it. Stephen A. Smith had a real big stance on this that was against Kyrie, Dwight, and, and Avery. Uh, Marvis, you brought it to our attention through the group text yesterday. What What are your thoughts on it? Man, well, I think we were talking about this before we started a recording, like last week. We were talking about basketball. We were talking about how they started up. And we had a good, intense conversation about, I don't know if we were recording or not, Greg. We were recording. And we were talking about how, you know, these basketball players, you know, they probably just don't need to. They won't want to start up. And I think the person we were mentioning then was um, who we talking about. We were talking about um, Kyrie. We were talking about Kyrie. Mm-hmm. It was somebody else we were talking about. That the Kawhi, Kawhi. Kawhi, yeah, Kawhi. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. Kawhi and, and, and how he didn't want to, how Kawhi Leonard didn't want to, you know, come back. And I was like, I, I thought about that thing. I thought about it. And I was like, hmm. And it just so happened that after we got out, like two days later, I saw that what, what Stephen was saying about doggone Kyrie. And I changed my stance on that. I think if those guys not don't have their head in the game, they don't want to do it, then I don't think they should go out there and play. If they bad as I want to see basketball. But I, I, I don't I don't care for Kyrie enough to like what he said. But <laughs> I can't say I agree with him on this one. It's definitely gonna take it's gonna take our mind off. Matter of fact, we just got to be talking about it as black men. We're sick and tired of looking at it. We don't even want to look at the doggo video. We don't want to look at the Five Blood. We don't want to go back and twelve years of slave. We don't want to look at that movie because we got Black Lives Matter in our face every second. As soon as we get off our phone tonight, we're gonna go on doggone social media and look at stuff we don't want to look at. So even though Kyrie is correct, playing basketball is gonna take all of the attention on Black Lives Matter because we can't wait for the end of July when we can turn our TV or anything else but Black Lives Matter. We as black men can't wait. So he he really right. He right about us if he ain't right about nobody else. I, I, I don't I understand what you're saying too. But the same I don't think it takes your mind off of Black Lives Matter though. Because it, it, the attention. But, but now that okay, for the three two and a half hours that game is on. Yeah, you focus on that. But what about the games not played? When they walk off the court, when you see them do this, like that's still there. Like it's not gonna change. He is being gonna be on all night talking about it. And in between games, they don't mean you, they don't mean you forgot it. But like, yes, something took the news face up, but they don't mean to show your fight. What you doing when you're not playing? What about the players who not playing at their time? That's the, the, what, what Kyrie is saying is almost equivalent to you saying that. Well, you know what? I'm not going to go to work tomorrow because I'm trying to fight for Black Lives Matter. Because at the end of the day, him playing basketball is his job. That's his profession. That's what he does for a living. You can't not go play basketball because of – Injustice in the world. These injustices have been there. You've still been playing. That's what I was saying last week. That's what I was saying last week. Yeah. But you know, what's, let's make it plain. If the man don't want to play, he's going to go out there and play loudly. Maurice, the, to take take the whole, take all his racism that's been going out of it. If he's having a bad day, regardless, he's going through some on his own, he'll go out there and play loudly. He'll make so much on his mind. Now, we having bad months. We ain't having bad days. Okay, well, bad months, bad what? But that, this is my whole thing with basketball players. They sit here and want to sit here and say that they go through all this stuff on the outside, but the basketball court is the one place where they can escape everything. So if that's the case, then 
Yes, this is still going on. Go play ball. If that's your sanctuary, that's where you forget about everything going on. We gave praise to Isaiah Thomas, one of the basketball court and played the day after his sister died. Or the day the morning his sister died. He wants to go play ball because they they takes him out of everything else that's going on for that one moment to be able to just kind of just escape everything that's going on. Don't use basketball for a sanctuary in some situations and then use it as a crutch for others. Well, we we don't know if Kyrie Irving thinks like that. Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas, two different people. He might not well, be yeah, and that, that's, that's true. But well, a, a lot of basketball players out here, they always said it's the one place where he they can escape agree. everything. I agree. So with I, Kyrie yeah. Irving box because they ain't what he's expressed. That White Howard either. Even though, who cares if the White Howard don't play? Well, what, what, what y'all bosses gonna do if y'all see and tell like, hey, I don't want to come to work today because uh, I, I'm too, I, I'm, I don't want to take attention away from what's going on here. That's still your job. That's still what you do for a living, everyday basis. That's the same thing I said last week. But after I thought about it, Corey, I was like, you know what? I really do think that these guys are making this point. I don't think I think people are being quiet about. It. I don't. I think other NBA players are quiet about it. Well, they had a they had a Facetime call, a Zoom meeting the other night that had over a hundred people on the call. That's what he they brought, were talking about. He brought it yeah. up in there. That's what that's what they were talking about. Yeah, so I, I get it, but I still feel like that's that's not the right. That's not taken away from that because I mean you still have time to still preach what you got to preach because you ain't playing ball twenty four hours a day. So like your team ain't playing, you can be out there still advocating and still do what you got to do. Greg, I, I I I agree with you. Because we 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 need we we have to have that time in our day that can take our mind off of something, and it's not to say that once basketball starts and we watch a game, uh, we not thinking about Black Lives Matter anymore. If that's that's right. never gonna be the case, never ever gonna be the case, because. It's still going to be stuff happening on the news. People still going to be on social media talking about this stuff. And we still, it, it, it is 24 hours in a day. I mean, it's going to take, it's gonna take attention on Black Lives Matter. It's, I mean, but, but <laughs> anything that, on TV will. That, that is inevitable. It's going to take some attention off of it. Right. But, but what, we, what we're arguing about right now here is it going to be enough attention to where it's going to matter. But now, that right now, I can, I can go into an argument with you. It is. It, I'm going to say so, this. It probably won't be. Y'all saying it ain't going to be that much attention. Hey, right. I'm going to say this, and people going to get mad. I don't care. My mind does not need to be Black Lives Matter 24 hours straight. Because eight of them hours, I need to work and focus on my job. And the rest of them hours, I need to focus on my family. So, I'm sorry. Black Lives Matter don't take up my whole day. And how you can play basketball feeding your family too, though. And, That's and, how you get paid. Right. Well, it's like them other two breezes that go on the basketball team that ain't said they spill. They're going to sit in the locker room and have Kyrie up out the head. And Stephen A. Smith brought up a very good point because he, he, he made an a Instagram post responding to uh, Stephen Jackson um, yesterday. Before. They even, you know, brought up this thing where the owners voted to bring back the league. What have you heard Kyrie say about the Black Lives Matter movement before he said what he said about not wanting to return? We don't we don't even know. We didn't even know what Kyrie's stance was on this 
before he said, we don't need to play because we need to focus our attention on Black Lives Matter. Where was, We don't even know what your stance was before that. What's your Man, plan, you, Kyrie? Y'all Here y'all go. I'm glad we're at the end of the show because I'm ready to go anyway. Here y'all go. I, I don't like people that do that kind of stuff. No, my, I'm. Man, you can change. I can never. You can change your mind, Greg, and end this call, and we'll be off. You will be off of this to be me and Cora finish the show. Well, well, I, we don't know how Greg felt about this show before. We don't know how. You can't go off on how somebody felt the day before. Do we all? Are we all not here when had had the dog on right and change our mind? But I guess most people that think their minds can't be changed would think the same thing about us because. Some people don't think that white people can change from being racist from having granddaddies and daddies who believe in lynchings. And if my, we my, believe that white people can change, then why the heck should we ever believe that we can change? I don't think that that man not saying anything about Black Lives Matter before that doggone conversation with them guys on their phone means that we need to pass judgment against him because he didn't make the statement before. I'm not passing judgment. I'm just bringing. I'm just bringing up something for you to think about. I'm bringing up think something for you to think about. I'm just bringing up something for you to think about. Because I'm gonna talk about. No, I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about it, Maurice. I'm gonna talk about it from both sides if you let me. Because some people look at it like that, and I see that that's a very good point. That is a very good point that Stephen A. Smith brought. And I was going to say, at the same time, we don't know where that man's heart is. We don't know where his heart is. We don't know where his heart was before that. We, we just don't know. We don't know. Who's to say that he wasn't thinking that before he, he said what he said? But at the same time, I feel like you can help more if your face is visible on a platform that's visible nationwide, where your face is on a TV screen every day advocating for people that look like you advocating for people that grew up like you before you became a star so how many protests has Kyrie done huh how many protests has Kyrie done I have no, no idea right we don't know my, my whole thing is like I don't to be honest like what somebody Kyrie to me honestly has never been the most vocal person anyway like everybody's not always coming to week out and speak like he says some stuff but Kyrie says stuff that to chase other other like storylines like the earth is flat. You know the whole argument he got into about that whole situation or whatever. Like I don't care about that. But like I'm saying saying like you asking two and a half or two hours and forty five minutes out of your day. And if it's that big of a deal when you go out there for warm ups, you wear your Black Lives Matter t shirt, you wear your George Floyd t shirt, you wear, when you get an interview after the first quarter at halftime, bring more application toward Black Lives Matter. And your post game speech, you can still talk about it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's still there. It's not irrelevant. That's so all, it, 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 after, after game interviews, when they put you on the podium, you ain't got to, like you know what we played the game that we had to do. But what I really want to see and talk about is this, and that way it still stays relevant. It's not taken away from what it is, and you still going to work. He would have BLM all across the thing. Let me put this out there. Let me put this out here. There is no way that these sports reporters are going to let a post game interview go by without asking every single last one of those athletes on the podium about the Black Lives Matter movement. It's never going to be a game where that does not come up. Ever. And they don't do it. You can force your hand by saying, say, that's a good question. But however, this is what I, because every athlete controls the narrative of an interview. You control it. 
They asked you a question like, oh, yeah, but anyway, Marshawn Lynch has showed us. Honestly, so I won't get fined. And they get, what questions they ask Marshawn Lynch when he made those comments? You have no idea what the question was, but all you remember is. What he said. So you can still do it. Like, we, everybody who's in here for the movement does not sit here and preach. Like you said, black lives matter for 24 hours out of the day. You go to play a basketball game for two hours and 45 minutes, and you can still make sure your voice is heard when you have any interview on court, halftime, time after the game. I'm going to bring up Colin Kaepernick. I don't mean to do it, but I got you. Let's see what you got. The football for that five seconds. So how did y'all really feel? In one word, how did y'all really feel about Ezekiel Elliott having coronavirus? Me. Same, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm like, oh. man. I look. I was like, I look. When I said, I was like, oh, and I sent it to y'all. I was like, okay. Hey, hey, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm be honest with you. The first thing I thought for real, because my reason I actually thought, well, I thought about both of y'all. My reason I thought about you, because I was like, you know, he got he got in the deck house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said in my head. Yep. Yep. I know he got in the deck house. Got in the deck house. Hey, I, I I felt I felt nothing when I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, scroll. I mean, I don't, I don't want nobody to have it. Don't get me wrong, but it's one person I want to have it. But I, that's neither here nor there. He, he he got it at Dak house. Dak probably got it too. Probably do. They said it was some people on the Houston, Texas, and Dallas Cowboys. They haven't. Yeah, I saw it in Texas. Name. Yeah. So. But but then I was then I was kind of upset because I was like, man, this really hurt my chance of, of having football this year. Yeah. Because they they I just man I don't know what we gonna do, man. Yeah, this this puts football in jeopardy, man. It, it really does. It, it puts it in jeopardy. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I I I need I need sports because I need to see something different on TV. Because that's all you can do right now is, is watch TV. Man, do you watch ESPN at all now? I, I still watch it. Let me tell you what I'm, I've been getting. I ain't going to lie. I kind of been getting turned about this a little bit, though. I've been watching Cornhole, man. I've been getting excited about Cornhole. Yeah, I ain't going to lie to you. I can't, I can't <laughs> get with that Cornhole, man. That's, that's about all I'm seeing, man. I can't, I can't. Bro, my, my battery went dead, man. <laughs> you about to go in. Go on, go in, man. Go on, do it. Oh, I'm he got it at Dak House, man. He so Dak's sick. That's he why got he got it. his contract. Mm-hmm. I get it. He even to go to the office to have a conversation. Negotiate <laughs> talk. I get it. It makes sense, man. But man, the first I thought about y'all. I think my mm-hmm. rap, I, I already saw it. I don't know. I think Corey, you might put it in the group. Yep. But I was like, yep. Got it at Dak House. He should have never <laughs> went to that party. The only way I believe it, because I don't know what they're waiting on. Just come on out and tell us that guy. Just come on. Right. You're going to have to. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to. That that probably Trump's advice. He just not even get tested, so he ain't gonna know. So he he at home coughing and sneezing right now. Hey, you can't test positive if you don't take the test. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all saw what Jerry Jones said. He's not tolerating for not one of his players to kneel during the national. You know, you know the funny thing too, though. It's so like one thing I I really like about the Warriors, man. Strength and numbers. If all them boys go out there and take it and and kneel doing what's going on. Jerry not gonna get rid of that whole team at all. Ain't no way it works. Like players can players have the power. It's just the fact that people are afraid to lose their livelihood over you know why? certain situations. It ain't enough free agents. <laughs> if he had to get rid of that roster, you come on. And the now. thing about it, they got to come and do the same thing too. They, they, the players take a stand as a whole. You man, I almost lose so much power, man. 
And especially if the white and the black ones do it. Everybody kneel. Right. And then let him get rid of all the black players and keep the white players when they were kneeling too. Then you got a whole other issue on top of it. Like, if, if they all got together and said, look, we kneeling, you're like a fool. And Corey, I would say he's about to check out of here anyway, so it ain't going to even matter. Going up yonder. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Hold on. Everybody do what they got to do. Jerry ain't going to get rid of the whole team, man. He's not going to get rid of 53 man rock. Please, please. He can't do it. He's trying to win before he dies anyway. He exactly. I can't, I, I'm you can't keep, win a Super Bowl with free agents. I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. In order for the Cowboys <laughs> to be great. Don't finish this one. Jerry got to get up out of here, huh? <laughs> we do not su- we do not support death on on the. I'm just saying, bro. I'm so, I'm not I'm not trying to kill the man, but I'm just saying, bro. The world's a better place with Jerry in it. We love you, Jerry. I mean, <laughs> Jerry, speak life to you, Jerry. I life. mean, he he does lo- he loves monkeys. He just don't love the monkeys on his team. Oh. <laughs> On that note, and on that bombshell, <laughs> we go, we go. Good night, folks. <laughs> I yeah. enjoyed y'all, man. Yeah, man. Y'all been, next week we gonna be on these females singing because Rihanna about to come back. Yeah, peace, man. Re- shout out to Rihanna and Ashanti. They go match up against each other. Never. <laughs>